Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? chapter 11. Uh, The sermon today is a shadow of things to come, and you'll see why, because we're going to be looking more at Antiochus Epiphanes, who is a shadow, a foreshadow of the Antichrist. Always a fun topic, but but there's so much in this, and so this will be the second um, part of Daniel 11. Next week, we'll actually finish chapter 11 and chapter 12 and the book of Daniel. Lord willing, we'll see what happens. So, Uh, We know this is the third vision of Daniel the prophet. This is the third vision. And, you know, the thing is, is he's getting this vision from an angel. Most likely Gabriel is giving this vision. And we've seen a lot. We're going to see more. But we know this is all taking place, this vision that he's being given. It's talking about the years, basically what we know as the silent years. And that is between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Between when God inspired the last Old Testament book and inspired the first New Testament book. We call it the silent years, but it's not so silent because we're seeing the details. And we saw some of that last week. We saw also that it's kind of like a rolling soap opera of human history. And, uh, and that is true. It's just saw a lot of deceit and murder, debauchery, all these things that soap operas are made up of. But the Bible doesn't pull any punches. Warts and all. It tells us the flaws and the failures of men and women of God and of the world and everything in between. But we know this. Like someone caught in between the middle of an argument. And if you've ever done that, if you've ever been, been the person caught in between an argument between, between two people, it's rough. For Israel, it's even rougher. Because here's the thing. Understand, it was the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, basically Syria and Egypt, always battling in these, what we're learning about in chapter 11. And who is right in the middle of all of that? Israel. Physically, they are the bridge between the north and the south. And so it was particularly hard on Israel. And we're going to see that it gets even harder with Antiochus Epiphanes. Now, we know this guy, Antiochus IV, came to power through illegitimate means. We know that he actually murdered Seleucus III, who was sitting on the throne. And he did this so he could take the throne. And uh, we're going to see today in the literature, in the Bible, that the people knew that as well. They knew he had did this by illegitimate means. Um, which is also a foreshadow of Antichrist, but I won't go into that this week. We'll look at more of that next week. Daniel chapter 11. I'm going to read verses 21 through 24, and then we'll dive in. And in his place shall arise a vile person, to whom they will not give the honor of royalty. But he shall come in peaceably and seize the kingdom by intrigue. Verse 22. With the force of a flood, they shall be swept away from before him and be broken. And also the prince of the covenant. And after the league is made with him, he shall act deceitfully, for he shall come up and become strong with a small number of people. He shall enter peaceably even into the richest places of the province, and he shall do what his fathers have not done, nor his forefathers. He shall disperse among them the plunder, spoil, and riches, and he shall devise his plans against the strongholds, but only for a time. Let's pray. 
Father God, this is your word, and right now I just pray that you pour out your spirit upon this message. God, get me out of the way. Let your word do what your word does, and God, bless your people. Open their hearts and their minds to what you'll have them hear today and what you'll have them see, Lord, and let them apply it personally, Lord. As we go through some of these, they're challenging, but God, there's, there's something to apply in our lives in each one of these teachings, and all of these words that you gave us are for a purpose and a reason. And we see the prophecy, and we see why we can trust your word, because it's so accurate. And so, God, help us to be reminded of that. We praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, quick review. Um, Last week, we looked at these battles between the North Empire of Syria, the Southern Empire, basically, of Egypt. It's the Seleucids in the north, the Ptolemies in the south. And we looked at these battles, and again, it was quite a soap opera, arranged marriages even. I don't know if I mentioned that, but a bunch of this stuff that happened. And these two families we know are two of the four legs of the stool of the Grecian Empire. We know that we've seen this in previous chapters. We saw the four heads of the leopard. We saw the four horns of the goat. We saw the four winds of heaven last week. These are two of the four of each of those. So we're looking at the northern kingdom, the Seleucid Empire, and the Ptolemy, the Ptolemies in the south. And they are two part of that prophecy that Daniel had been previously given, the previous two visions. But last week we also saw the rise of another empire that will be important in these times, in future times as well, and that is the Roman Empire. We saw the rise of the Roman Empire, and we saw that before the days of Antiochus Epiphanes, we know there was a man, Antiochus III, who was on the throne. He went to battle, and he was defeated. He was defeated because he came up against Roman troops. And what happened was his kingdom became broke, (laughs) and basically through the defeat he was embarrassed, he was humiliated, and he was broke, and the kingdom suffered because of it. And so then, last week I mentioned what happened to him was exactly what the Bible said. He was killed because what he was doing was stealing from pagan temples to pay for the things of the kingdom. And so the citizens rose up against him and killed him. Now Seleucus III came to power, and we read last week that he instantly came in and started taxing heavily, especially Israel. He thought he'd make the Israelites, the Jewish people, pay for the debts of the kingdom. He didn't last very long, and the Bible told us that. But what happened was Antiochus... The fourth, Antiochus Epiphanes, did away with him. He murdered him. He killed him so he could have the throne. Now, the thing about it is Seleucus III had a son who should have taken the throne, but he was imprisoned in Rome, of all places. And so Antiochus came to power through deceit, through through this, don't forget, murder, but also it was during a time of peace. There was no military battle, and he came to power illegitimately. And the people knew that. But look at verse 21. And in his place shall arise, this is talking about after Seleucus was killed, shall arise a vile person to whom they will not give the honor of royalty, but he shall come in peaceably and seize the kingdom by intrigue. And they didn't. The people knew that that this man, Antiochus, had come in illegitimately. They didn't give him the same honor of other kings. They saw him come to power. They knew. But here's the thing. They were during desperate times. They were poor. They were suffering. They were miserable. They had suffered defeat. They, the whole nation was down, and they just needed somebody to lift them up. And they were desperate for a leader. <laughs> this is a horrible recipe. It foreshadows the Antichrist, but also it's a lesson for all of us. They were desperate, and so they did things. They just compromised and allowed this man to rule over them. But he came in, it says, peaceably. And we know he did that. He came in peaceably, but that word means security, peace and security. 
This is how he came in, offering, telling them, I have a plan to raise up our nation. I have a plan to get us back on track. And it all, it's peace. Don't worry, I'm coming in on a platform of peace. And this foreshadows the Antichrist. This is exactly what the Antichrist will do. And so, again, we're going to see a lot of foreshadowing today. But next week, you'll see how it all fits together, hopefully. But the, king, the kingdom was in turmoil, financial uncertainty, military failures, all this. And then he offered peace and safety. But here's the other thing about him and the Antichrist. Although they offer peace and safety, they don't do it just blindly. They come in and they have this power. The word intrigue there in the verse, it's, it's, it means to be, have slippery words or slippery actions. Think of corrupt politicians. <laughs> I hate to bring in that. You know, I don't want to ruin your day. We're going to have a great time of fellowship. You know, there's a huge difference between those who are upright and do right in the political arena and those who are slippery. And I think we all know. But he came in with slippery words. It means to flatter or slippery words. That's what that word intrigue means. And so we know both him and the Antichrist, the future Antichrist, will do the same thing. They'll come in promising people one thing, but then they'll turn on them. And we know that that's going to happen. You know, if you, if you think about elections, too, this is the same thing. Again, man, I'm already political. Um, people will offer, they'll tell people, yeah, I'm going to do this, this, and this when I get elected. And then what happens when they get elected? Uh, yeah, <laughs> they do the opposite sometimes, too. And it's like, wait a second. Uh, but, you know, the old saying, shame on, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. What, what happens if it's like multiple times? Uh, just saying. Again, I'm not trying to get too political. But so not only, though, Antiochus, he came to power with these slippery words. He knew what to say within the kingdom. He was able to just, just say whatever needed to be said. But he also did this with Rome to hold them off. He sent them tribute. He sent ambassadors. He said all the right things to Rome. Uh, and we're going to see later, though, it's going to come to a head. It's going to backfire on him. But this is what he did. He came to power with all these promises, Antiochus did, just as we will see with the Antichrist. The thing that is different between Antiochus and the Antichrist is this. Antiochus came to power, and then the Roman Empire started um, controlling him. They put their thumb on him, and he despised it, and we'll see that. But the Antichrist will come to power through the Roman Empire, the revived Roman Empire. He will destroy three of the ten kings of the Roman Empire, the revived Roman Empire, and he will rule over them. So there's big differences that we'll look at next week. But we know this man Antiochus will be like the Antichrist in very many ways. He was very successful. Um, He came in with a small force. And then in an act of sheer civil cunning, what he did was something no one had ever done before. He came to power, and as he started to win some battles and take the spoils of war, anyone who said they'd be loyal to him, he started bribing them. He started giving them a universal basic income. I mean, you know, that's exactly what he started doing. He started giving them a welfare program and all this stuff if they would just cave to him and follow him. But this is the truth. This is what happened in history. He did this. No one had ever done this before. And so look at, again, Daniel eleven twenty-two through 24. It says this, with the force of a flood, they shall be swept away before, from before him and be broken, and also the prince of the covenant. Take note, because we'll come back to that. And after the league is made with him, he shall act deceitfully, for he shall come up and become strong with a small number of people. He shall enter peaceably, comes to power with peace, even into the richest places of the province, and he shall do what his fathers have not done, nor his forefathers. He shall disperse among them the plunder, spoil, and riches. And he shall devise his plans against the strongholds, but only for a time. And so this is what he did. Not only did he give bribes to Rome to hold them off, but he started bribing people in the kingdom, and they had never seen anything like this. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. 
If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.